So we're going to keep this conversation going a little bit more, guys. And I'm going to tell you, there's this word discernment in leadership, okay? And that word, people say they have it, but sometimes these decisions, y'all, they get a little bit hard, especially when we have to deal with, we know we're faith foundation-based women, but sometimes, you know, faith is a little hard to find, you know, in these professional walks that we find ourselves in. So, you know, can you talk to me a little bit about the importance of discernment in your roles and, you know, how to help some of us younger people as we try to matriculate through and climb higher heights in sports and the athletic world with utilizing our discernment, even when it's hard. This is Tamika. Can I, can I start this one out? Yes, ma'am. Um, I, I say every day um, that I can do what I do without the spirit that works in me and through me. And that's my discernment. Um, it, it, and, you know, people pay you. I tell my kids this. And I believe it strongly. People pay you for what you know. They pay you for judgment. And um, discernment definitely helps you with that. Wisdom, discernment, however you want to put it, I call it the spirit. And so when I hear that spirit, I don't call it the intuition or any gut, none of that. I, I really lean heavily on um, God's spirit to, to speak to me and through me. And that means I have to keep a close relationship with him and hear and put my ear to his voice and, and know his voice when he's you know, speaking. And, um, there's been, I've been in a lot of tough situations where I've had to just, you know, be the only one that thought this way or be the only one that would make this decision. And, um, it has not failed me yet. And I probably don't need to say yet, cause I know it won't fail me, but I encourage all you sororers to, uh, especially women of faith to, um, you know, be confident in that spirit and to lean on it because you, it's trusted, it's proven. Um, and I, I believe as, as much as you ascend, um, you need it even more, you need it even more. And a lot of people are dependent on you and your judgment, um, as a result of it. So, um, I want to shout out, um, Carla Wilson, who, who came on as well, uh, with, with that group and, and, um, coach Chelsea, you can get her back on later, but, um, thank you for letting me share. Uh, no, thank you for that. And, uh, Ms. Carla Wilson. Could you introduce yourself and then tell us what do you feel about discernment, its importance, and how you navigate through your position and your role utilizing that discernment? Hey, Sorors. Um, thank you, first, Tamika, for dropping this in the chat, letting me know that this was happening. Um, my name is Carla Wilson. I'm the former athletics director at the University of Missouri, Kansas City, Division I school in Kansas City. Uh, retiring here in 17 days from UMKC, um, but I couldn't be anywhere without faith, and just, um, I was in athletics for 21 years, the last five of those as athletic director, and um, so I have been out of athletics for the last two years, um, but when I took the position, I remember at UMKC, the first thing I said is, God, you know, put me here for as long as you want me here and for, you know, to help me make a difference. And my prayer is always starts with God. I, I couldn't do anything um, without him. And I know that everything that happens is um, with him uh, leading me and guiding me. And even if I don't even think it's the right thing, uh, he will always show me the way. And I remember asking him for peace and uh, he gave me peace. And um, I just, 
for me, I I just know I can't do anything in my role, and I can sleep at night knowing that hey, if somebody doesn't like it, and that's what you know I'm I bring up uh, the Lord or where He is in my life, and they don't like it, they don't that they don't have to, but I can go to sleep at night knowing that God's got my back. Now that's good. Thank you for that. Definitely. Anybody else? So Chelsea, I think you hinted at it earlier in this conversation when you were asking us about our faith in the realm of athletics. And when you think about the sermon, it's exactly that, you know, you, you're falling back on your faith and on your foundation. Um, one of the things that get me through is just constantly being reflective of that process. You know, um, as we're making these difficult decisions or contemplating on different things is just being able to be reflective and fall back on my faith and on my foundation. Um, Sora McIntyre, our 24th national president, loves to remind us to constantly think about who we are and whose we are. And I just fall back on that anytime there's any level of doubt or um, conflict in terms of inner conflict and in, in terms of a, a decision that has to be made. I think that's real good. Amazing. And then uh, Sora Tamika, she put down here, which is amazing. Discernment reveals the hidden or obscure things and discerning spirits of others is essential. And I think that is definitely because you have to know who is for you, who puts on airs to be for you for a motive. And that can only be found, and especially us as women, y'all, like, you know, as much as I truly want us to be a light and to push and to build and we preach for us to help lift one another up. We know sometimes, y'all, that's just not the case. For whatever reason, it is one of the hardest things for us to do, to combine, unite, even if that's the goal. It, it kind of goes left sometimes. So I think that is amazing for you, you know, and trying to keep this thing going. And of course, gonna not going to hold you guys too long. I know, and I see it all the time, because as I follow you all, you know, no matter who you are, mentorship is huge. I've seen it even navigate down here in the chat a little bit. Uh, you know, Coach Don Brown came on and started naming some people. I have plenty of them on this call right now here today, you know, and that portion, I know, much like Jasmine said when she came on, there's places I just would not be without mentorship. And sometimes people have a hard time of finding the right mentor. They're afraid to ask because I've never been afraid to know. So most people look at this platform, they're gonna say, Chelsea, I'm getting messages right now. How do you know them? I don't, I asked. They said, yes, that is how I was raised. My mom, shout out to her. She's multitasking too. So Vicky Muse Johnson, uh, Beta Alpha, Spring 78. Shout out mom, she's on here. There she goes, there's my girl. Okay, but again, my first and still mentor. So I've learned to never be afraid to ask and never be afraid to know. But y'all, let's be honest. Women in sports and outside of sports, they have a hard time finding the right mentor, asking the right questions. Why is mentorship important, one? And two, how can we be better that when we climb that ladder to reach back and pick those young people up? Throw out some things um, that's just worked for me. Similar to you, sir, Chelsea, I'll just ask, but um, just reflecting on my relationship with my mentors and now trying to be a good mentor to others, um, I think the first thing first is reaching back, paying it forward, but listening without judgment. You know, everyone approach isn't going to be like ours. And so, you know, let me meet you where you are to get you to where I think you can go or where you want to go. 
Um, and with that is um, when you're developing people, you got to be able to believe in them and in their talent, you know? And so going back to that, if I really believe in you, I'm going to do more and more and more for you. I want to, that's an authentic relationship. Um, so I, I, I think it goes back with putting yourself out there, but on the other side of there, trying to mentor someone else. Um, man, my Delta mentor, I actually get a little emotional just thinking about it, just thinking about that journey. It's my special, you know, um, pulled me through the whole process that has been my flavor flavor to encourage me and pour life into me for every job that I wanted. Or, you know, I'm working on my dissertation right now for my doctorate and just seeing me through all this as being a head coach, you know, it's, she's just paying it forward because someone poured into her. You know, my coaching mentor isn't a member of Delta, but um, shout out to Bonnie Hamilton. She was the first person to give me a job at the NCAA level as her Dobo. And she said, if you want more, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to give you all that I have if you want it. And I value that relationship. I value her pouring into me, but just developing people, it has to be an authentic relationship and listening to them without judgment. I never felt judged in that process. That's huge. Oh, I know I don't see Sora Kelly just come in. I know I didn't just see that. Don't be coming in here all day, babe, like you tired <laughs> all that working out you done did today. Get on up for these deltas. <laughs> How you doing? You got to unmute yourself. We'll let you talk about us, but you got to unmute yourself first. Oh, sorry. Let me go put on a shirt, okay? <laughs> Give me a second. I'll be right back. All right. Let me tell y'all. So Sora Kelly, she works out, y'all. She puts all of us to shame. So we're going to give her just a second. But guys, and I'm going to come to actually with that question. I'm going to come to uh, Don Brown if she's still uh, ready for me. I know I got her in transition. And I'm also going to come to, um, where'd you go? Y'all moved on me. That's why I pinned y'all. Uh, Sora Roz. And I'm coming to you, Sora Jackie, too. Here's my question for you. Uh, we all have a full plate. That's why I was so thankful that you all, you know, resided here. Like I say, when the money reside, that y'all reside here with me for this hour, right? We have a full plate though. Many of you all, you know, a lot of times we see things and I understand that. How do you serve? Because we know we can't serve on E. We just can't do that. We spend our days pouring out, pouring out, pouring out, saying yes, going here, doing that. How do you refill your cup? How do you refill your cup when you're on E to make sure you're efficient and ready for the job the next day? I guess I'll, I'll go first. Um, I refill mine every evening. I start. I actually started the Daniels Fast on Monday. I'm doing a, a modified var a variation of it just because of, of my health right now. But every evening when I come home, the first thing I do is I have a, my grandmother always had a praying closet. So I'm, I was very close to my grandmother. I'm actually named after her. And so when she passed, the first thing that I did was I went back to doing what I used to do. And I went back to my prayer closet and I went back to building it like she had it. So the first thing that I do when I get home is I go in that closet and I have my conversation because I remember her always saying that when you get home, the devil has done so much throughout the day. You've got to let that go and you got to move forward from there. And so that's the first move I make is to sit in that closet, just me. There's nothing on and have my conversation with God and with her. Um, she collected frogs. So I have her necklace um, that has a frog charm on it. And she always collected frogs. And I asked her, I remember asking her when I was younger, why? 
And she said it stood for fully relying on God. And that's why she collected them because everything that she did in her life was about him. And so no matter what goes on and no matter what is thrown at me, I know at the end of the day, I can lay it out there in that closet and get up the next morning and know he's got me no matter what. And it's not always easy to, to maintain that faith because we all know in the, in the profession we're in, they push you and they push you to that breaking point where you do want to snap back. But that voice and that's always there and that faith that's always within us is what keeps us and sustains us even through those bad times. So. That's good. What you got for us, Don? How do you refill your cup when you're on E? Because I know you and I see you and you stay going. Even when you're home, now you're cooking. <laughs> Girl, you know, to be absolutely honest with you, that's what I was just talking to you, um, talking about a little earlier. It's just faith. Um, you know, I talk to, to, to my, my kids all the time about believing in the unknown. It's hard. It's hard for you to really and truly have faith and to trust in something when you can't see it, when you've never experienced, you know, for us as coaches, you know, you're, you're preaching about, um, you know, about winning a championship and building a championship program and, and, and actually, you know, redefining a culture. And a lot of times you don't even know what that looks like because the team dynamics change so much. And sometimes that, you know, some ways that you want to run your program one way and then it, be, it ends up being something totally different the next time. Or some of us take jobs that we think that is one way. And then on the backside of it, after we get there, it's like, OK, well, I don't know if I really signed up for this. But, you know, you got to continue to allow uh, faith to, to and belief to be the driver and stay in the driver's seat. So for me, you know, I, I have a great sounding board. My fiance coaches college football. Um, and so, and, and he's, and he's 10 years older than I am. So he's the toned down version of me. And so he really, and truly is like, you know, no, that's not what we do. We, we, we continue to trust God. We take it one foot, one foot at a time, one step at a time. And that's what we do. So that's my approach with, even with my team, my day-to-day -day walks, like God got me. I'm at university of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Like, you know, there's not a lot of people who would say that that would be their dream job or their ideal situation. And so for me, I love it here. We have an opportunity to make a program relevant that's never been relevant. I took on a job that, that Chelsea, they hadn't won championships since 1966, 1967, you know? And so that's tough for anybody to have, to accept that type of position, knowing what the culture is like. People don't care about women's basketball in the city of Pine Bluff. But if you believe, and if you continue to have faith and you continue to build it, God being your strength, you'll, you'll, you can make anything, you can make anything happen. You can make any job in the country look like it's the best job in the country. You do this, that. You do that, sis. You do. Shout out. What you have for us, Coach Jackie? How do you refill your cup? Because I know you were uh, in transition to even get on here with me today. Oh, my gosh. Um... It's crazy that you ask because the one thing we talked about with our team, you know, just asking, you know, what's your resolution or your one thing for 2021? And mine has been a, a work in progress of self-care because like you said, Coach Chelsea, like we pour in so much and I have a habit of pouring everything I have left into either my players, my children, my husband, my marriage, everything. And then when I need something, I have no more fuel. So it, it was just pure exhaustion. I, I would completely, as Don said, I emptied my whole tank. And so I, it's just 
finding times to just set aside, whether it's the drive into work, like gospel music has been my, uh, it, it sounds, I thought I was being selfish and being lazy. Cause I was like, okay, my time with God is literally the 11 miles I have between my house. And then, and I, I found myself driving slow so I could stretch out the time a little bit, trying to, you know, break real early on the yellow lights. But but that was my my time to be able to really try to refuel my tank. And I felt like each song that would come on during that time was really speaking to me and kind of refueling my tank. And I had to take time to be able to sit and, you know, and be still. I didn't know how to be still. <laughs> you know, it took a pandemic for me to learn how to be still. So a lot of people are saying, you know, this pandemic is awful and it's not a great thing. And there's a lot of people will be infected by it. But I honestly don't know if I would still be coaching if this pandemic didn't happen. Because last year I was so all over the place that so many emotions didn't know how to sit still and just reflect in prayer and my relationship with God and, and just learning how to do self-care just improved so much over the past six months. And I have an amazing circle. I don't really per se have mentors. Um, and a lot of people think I'm so crazy outgoing, but I just have a, a, a circle that is super powerful and just amazing women. And I love supporting. And um, so it allows me to pour more I realize how much better I am because I have self-care. So now I can finally say that I'm really reflect, you know, pouring into the mentees that I have and the mentees I've gained over, you know, over the pandemic and I'm a better wife and I'm a better mom and I don't take the losses home. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's exactly where I need to be. So I had to learn to just reflect and be still and listen. You know, I had a Natasha Adair at Delaware said, are you listening now? And I hear everything you say you have going on, but are you listening to what God's telling you? And that that hit me. I was on the bus ride after, like Don said, I, I just lost the game. And she's like, are you listening now? And, you know, and so just having circles of people around you that just help you reflect on everything that you're going back, they fill my tank. So sometimes when you can't fill your tank, just like we said in earlier conversations, who are the people around you that can help pour into you and fill your tank for you when you know that you maybe don't have enough in it. And that's, I am fortunate enough to have amazing um, black women around me and, you know, my family around me that are helping me fill my tank when I know I'm emptying it out for everyone else. So. I think that is amazing. Couldn't have said it any better. And as we, oh. Yeah, this is Tanya. And I, I just like to add to yeah, what my story said. Um, you know, as I think about it, I think it has to be a priority to put yourself as a priority. I think back on my time at uh, my former institution with Salem State University. I was there for 18 years and I got to the point I didn't want to go to work because I was burned out. And I always said if I felt like I was working, if I ever got, a, got to the point where I really felt like I was working, that I didn't want to go to work, that I didn't enjoy what I was doing, it was time for me to go. So with a lot of prayer, a lot of support from my husband and my family, I resigned. I stepped down and I took time for me. Ironically, I stepped down and the first week I was talking to a resume writer and she said, Tanya, are you crazy? You're telling us that you're tired, you, you're mentally burned out and it hasn't been a week and you're looking to build a resume? And that's just how wired we are as women. It's just, we go, go, go and don't know how many times to take a step back for ourselves. So she said, I'm gonna give you a month and I want, I'll, I'll call you back and we'll start working. In that time, 
I had to learn how to do nothing. I had to learn how to pour into me. I had to learn how really just honestly doing nothing was very, very hard for me to learn. So just sitting on the porch, going for a walk, watching a movie. Those are things that I typically don't do because I'm always going. But when I tell you that was the best lesson that I ever learned to really lean and trust in, in God and have faith that he was going to take care of me and set me up for better. And that's exactly what happened. So I, I just challenge everyone to choose you, choose you before anything else, because if not, you're no good to all of those that you serve. That's so good. That is so good. Thank you guys for all of those answers. Cause please know I'm over here taking my notes cause see Jasmine, I'm young too. So I'm, I'm taking my notes on how to get better and how to keep my tank full. Um, as we start to kind of wrap this thing up, I'm gonna go to Sora Kelly. I see she got a shirt y'all. She came back on, she's not gonna flex muscles anymore. Can you just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how do we, because I know I watch you, you're left, right, here, there. How do you fill your tank when you're on E? Oof, that, that's, a, that's a loaded question. Um, so Christine Kelly, and I'm presuming everybody on this call are all sore, correct? No. No? Okay. So all, to all my sores who are on, you know, happy Founders Day. But Christine Kelly, I'm the Deputy AD for Internal Affairs at Vanderbilt University. Um, I've been there tomorrow makes four months. Um, I'm working for a soror, the first and only Black female athletic director in the Southeastern Conference. So very excited um, to be here and, and doing the work that God has called us to do. But in terms of filling my tank when I'm on empty, honestly, sometimes, like, and most people know my mom had a stroke a, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, actually, two weeks ago. And I literally got on a plane and went straight to the Virgin Islands. And when I say I was running on empty, I was running on empty. And, excuse me, had to move her, get her to Orlando and do some other things. But I, one, I reach out to God. Like, every day, my feet does not hit the ground without me doing my daily devotional and my meditation. Last uh, year and a half ago, I had a panic attack. And I'm listening to what Tanya said about choosing you. And I didn't realize how much I was running on empty until God said, okay, you're not going to stop. I'm going to stop you. And I had a panic attack on the interstate going home. And it was at that point I realized, you know what? I have to make some changes in my life. And my husband was like, all right, we can't do this commute thing anymore. We're going to have to move. You know, we did some different things to make it a little bit easier on myself. But I talked to God every day, all day. I don't know if anyone's read the, um, the circle maker. Well, this one is draw the circle. This is a 40 day prayer challenge. And I am um, now, so I did that with Candace at my, my boss at Vanderbilt. And that's been very helpful to just kind of center myself and read and think about and just be intentional about what is it I'm trying to do. Um, what, I have several people on this call who I've reached out to in many different regards. Um, Tiffany, most people know, is, is my best friend from for the last, I don't know, 20 years, however long it's been. She fills my cup. Tamika, Portia, Tanya. There's so many people on this call who I have reached out to when I just need it, when I just need to be able to just be refilled, you know, beyond God, obviously, because God is, you know, he, he is the creator of all things and can make things so much better in, in an instant. But I do have people around me. My husband is amazing. He has followed my career 
for however long. I married a Mississippi boy who moved to New Hampshire. Shall I say any more? Like that's, that's just who he is. But, and then the other part for me too, is I love to work out. So that's my time when I get up early in the morning and I can either walk or get on my Peloton or lift weights or whatever it is. That is my time for me where I'm not mom. I'm not wife. I'm not deputy AD. I'm not sister. I'm not friend. I'm nothing but me. And that's my time. So I do multiple things, different times call for different um, measures. And, but I'll tell you, working out, God, my family, my friends, that that's what gets me going. I love that. And please know that you have all of our prayers uh, as you move and navigate through that and with your mom and all that good stuff. I've definitely been praying and we know what the prayers of the righteous do. So thank you for that. Can I just add one thing about that before you go, y'all? I just have to hear the praise report that today when I was at work, I got on FaceTime with my mom and my mom has been um, nonverbal since she's had the stroke and she was able to complete some full sentences today. Y'all, you, you talked about a praise in my office today. Listen, I, I can't even put it into words what, what that meant to hear her say my name and to say, um, you know, just a few words here or there in a couple sentences. But God is great. If you don't believe in God, listen, I hope you find him because he is amazing. Ain't he? Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Sorrell Kelly. I was, I was about to run on my five-time knee uh, surgery knee. Coach Brown, we were talking about that earlier because they were up here telling me what God is. And, you know, I couldn't keep a seat. So I, I was about to shout again there because I know and everybody has a mother, right? And you hear, you have a mother to some degree. And so that being said, you know, you definitely have my prayers in that. And I'm so happy to hear that. And please know down here in Florida, prayers are moving and residing over there where you are. And I can assure that everybody means the same. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm with you on that. If you don't know them, you want to find him, you can hit me up. And I'm sure everybody on this call will say the same. We will help you because he is amazing. He is everything. He is our superpower. You have some for us, Coach Jackie? I did. I had a question because you, you sparked my interest with something when you were talking about just mentorship and you mentioned um, Vicki Muse Johnson. And okay. if she's still on the call, I would love to hear how she approaches mentorship because obviously it served you so well where you've connected and she's ever, she's, she's led you. So like for those who are trying to mentor those, uh, you know, if, if she can give yes, some perspective on what she sees, you know, you know, how she mentors and what she puts into it. I, I got my notepad and I'm, I'm ready to take some. Just yeah, to I was about to say, get your notepad ready. I was about to say, I, I feel like she filled with some wisdom. The yes. Here's the thing. One, first look at her and look at me, but two, for 34 years, I have gotten the mentorship of that one. Go yeah. ahead, mom. There you go. And to everyone else who is here this evening, um, I want to first thank God for allowing me to be here. And I do now know that you know that I am Chelsea's mother. So I guess I don't see myself as a mentor in that aspect. But when children come into the world, and my grandmother and my mom used to always say, Vicki, children didn't ask to come here. And I always say that to them now. And when you bring them into the world, you need to do what it takes in spite of the barriers, the challenges, the difficulties to get them to where they need to be. So definitely, definitely the Lord has been the one in my life who has been everything to me that all of you all name. 
the deliverer, the protector, the sustainer, uh, just whatever you think of, because he's everything. And without him, it would not be possible for any of us to be here today. So the first thing after putting God first, and we grow up to know what we're supposed to be doing, and we have these parents and other ladies or other people in our lives, I had an awesome mother and an awesome grandmother, and I got two grandmothers, and I got to know them both. Not everybody get to know their grandparents, but when you are on this walk and you're watching them and they're taking you to church, that's one of the best, that's the best thing my parents could have done for me. Take me to church. And as I got older, I came to Christ and then I found my relationship with him myself. So in doing so, you have the emulation of those things that are good and right. And that's important because if you ever are responsible for anything, you want it to be the best that it can be. And so in spite of what I was going through, I always put who I care about first. And fueling yourself, yes, we run empty a lot of times because we always sacrifice for those we love. But when you come to Christ, there is a standard that he requires of us. And I was led to Christ at an early age. And because I listened very carefully to my parents and I believed and trusted in God, I knew that whatever he commissioned me to be, that I must glorify him in all that I do. So in doing so, I'm not doing what I'm doing for Vicki. I'm not doing what I'm doing for a name for fame. It's so many ladies look for the title, look for the zeros on the check, uh, what your address is, what you drive, and all of those things are important, but we have to keep them in perspective, not to make them define who you are, because those are just material things, and material things don't make you. So I tell my children all the time, and Chelsea is the last, so she's baby girl. God blessed me with three girls, and she's the last girl. And uh, I tell them all the time, um, those titles behind your name are what you do. But when someone want to know who you are, it's those qualities that begin with those from alph alphabets from A to Z. You know, I've been hearing it amazing and awesome and uh, honest and uh, respectful. It's like no one has a lot of character anymore. So we want to definitely make sure that the mentorship is to first be that mirror of the person and emulate what it is you want to have others know that you are. And that is to be the reflection of who Christ is because he's love, unconditional love. And if I uh, have the love for you, that I know he has for me, then we wouldn't have all of these challenges and issues in the world. I do think I heard earlier someone say, uh, how do you know when they're fake uh, and when they're real? And anybody knows me, I don't do fake and I don't do any of that. If you can't keep it real with me, and trust me, I have that discernment, I can tell. I'm going to respect you. I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to interact to a certain degree but it's not gonna get very far because God is love, God is real, and that is what he's calling for. He judges the heart and the true heart that's inside needs to come out. 
So I just be me by being the child of the most high king. And my coworkers at work gave me a name and it's kingdom kid. Because in spite of whatever is going on and ladies, you know, we full of some stuff just can be messy sometimes a whole lot of times. And I just nip the mess in the bud and call it for what it is and call it how I see it. And I continue to respect, I continue to love, but some people can't take it real. Where's that sorrow say somebody can't take her? You keep doing you and being you. Because if they can't take you, then it's a lot of space around where they can go around. But you need to keep it real and you need to keep it godly. And you just keep it Christ-like. So if you do those things, you will be the best emulation of anything that a mentor can be and should be. So just be the emulation of God's creation. And you will be the best mentor that anybody would need because you will just be godly, be real, and people will know it. Because I will close with, as has been said, a tree is known by the fruit it bears. Thank you for allowing me to share. And I am that soror from the Beta Alpha chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, the Florida Agriculture and Mechanical University on the seven of seven highest years in Tallahassee, Florida. 43 years in Delta. Let it go, mommy. Somebody drop by. That's my girl, y'all. Look, y'all asked for it. But now you see why, yes, that is my mom. But that's why I say, somebody said, come on number. Yes, Jasmine. But that is why that's my mentor right there. So Jackie, you knew. It was in your spirit, wasn't it? You brought that out. Shout uh, out to you. It's just something. <laughs> Mama didn't say a word, but she was talking to me this whole podcast. So <laughs> I don't know. Just felt something that need to be said. Now oh, we exactly. got the collection. Mama, they say they got to pass the collection plate now. They gotta oh, wow. Well, give them my address. Pop <laughs> it in the cash out. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mommy. I appreciate it. Y'all are... Was, but Soros, just continue to emulate um, who we are. And you know who those 22 are and the reason why they founded Delta Sigma Theta and know those virtues that we are supposed to emulate. So if you do that with God first and uh, everything will be fine. So things that people do to you, you can't do it back. Uh, you have to find a way to take the high road uh, to be able to let them know um, that it's not cool with you. But mom told me something that I told my children. God is going to make sure he holds everyone else accountable who does something that's not of God to you. So don't try to fight that battle. Let it go. But he's going to hold you accountable for what you do to others. So you keep your heart right and he will take care of the others who don't treat you right. And it pays off. It is. I just had to let that breathe. We appreciate you, Mommy. Thank, Thank you, Mommy. you guys for allowing me to share. Happy Girl right there. Wars. Ladies, I appreciate you all. This has been fun. You know, we act like we don't have anywhere to go in the morning, right? So I'm not going to prolong you guys because as y'all heard the titles, like I said, I'm, I'm glad that we all and everyone sees that it's not a title why we serve. We serve because we serve the servant heart. 
we're all servant leaders and we truly emulate, as mommy said, being servant leaders and the greatest servant leader was Jesus Christ. And so if, as long as we follow that playbook, since it's the sports realm, as long as we follow it, because he left it, he left it for us. We just have to study that word. If we follow that playbook, we're not going to get that thing too far wrong. And when we do, we have a balance to come back to. So as we start to close, guys, I want to close it in this way. The name of this topic today, and I'm telling y'all, I'm compressing this tonight on the podcast. It has to be dated day 13. All right. The Delta was the name of tonight's topic. All right. Sister serving in sports, moving forward with fortitude. So when I ask you, what is the Delta? Jasmine, I'm starting with the baby of the bunch. First Founders Day. Congratulations. Jasmine, what is a Delta to you? A Delta is somebody who continues to serve their community and paves the way for people to come who come after them. I love it, Jasmine. I love it. <laughs> Coach Powell, what is a Delta? A fearless leader. Come on here with the baby. Yes, look, just like, <laughs> just like Sarah Vicky, honey. Fearless <laughs> leader. I love it. Yes, ma'am. So a Portia, what is a Delta? You know, when you first said that, I was like, uh, the act, uh, you know. <laughs> I was waiting on it. <laughs> but uh, I've got my son here. My son's here, so I'll tone it down a bit. Uh, to me, a Delta, get your faith out, is a, a trailblazer, um, okay. mainly a trailblazer. I always think of the, the trailblazers, those who are kicking glass, no matter what industry they're in, they're making a difference and they're setting a path, a blaze for women behind them because the women before them did such an awesome job building the foundation. I love it. Miss Kelly, before you go, can I get you to tell me what is a Delta before I let you go? I, I want to do like what Portia said, a Delta is what I can, <laughs> but, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> a Delta is a sophisticated woman, a woman who adjusts to anything that happens in life. She's a woman of faith. She is, I think somebody else said fearless. She's hardworking. She's selfless and she's blessed. That's what a Delta is. Amen, Sora Kelly. I appreciate you. Miss uh, Sora Wright, are you still with us? I know you have to go, but before you do, what is a Delta? If you're still there with me, Delta's most That's what she doing. Hey, Sora, I'm still, but a Delta <laughs> is a devastating diva that leads from the front. That's powerful. That's prideful. That has integrity. I mean, we're all that. Come on here. Come <laughs> on here. Miss Tamika, what is a Delta? We all know everything is better with a Delta, but a Delta is a divine difference maker. Mm. Uh, you Come better on here. You better say it. <laughs> yes. Come on here. Here we go. Sorry, Crystal. You next, boo. But that one took me out. Crystal. Ooh, I wasn't ready for that one. But I know. A Delta is her ancestors' wildest dreams. Come the on. The women here. who stand amongst shoulders of giants. We crush those shoulders and we pave the way for others as we do it. Uh, we're the epitome of dreams unseen, of music unheard, and a chapter to other books that are yet to be written. A Delta work is never complete, and we just leave a legacy for those after us. Ready? You are ready. I ain't even gonna hear that. You are ready. Let's go, Coach Ross. What is a Delta? A Delta is a force to be reckoned with. Mm, 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 mm. Don Brown. What is a Delta? She ready, y'all. Look at her. A Delta is a woman of purpose and distinction. Come on here. I love it. Carson, what is a Delta? 
I'm just reflecting on all these. Like, this is mind blowing. Listen, I'm going to run it back. Don't even I, worry I, about it. <laughs> uh, I think Adelta is an elevator. She just rises mm. and she brings everyone up with them. And she's always going to be to the top. The elevator never cuts shorts. We elevate everything. We bring it to the room, whether it's, you know, our occupation, whether it's the diva of Dawn. And, you know, we're going to elevate everything that we touch. What? Y'all are something else. Tell much you weren't ready. Come on here. Mercy. Delta is an elevator. <laughs> I'm done. Here we go. Drop the whole mic. I love it. <laughs> and now you all see right there why at the end of the day, Delta Sigma Theta, I won't, Delta Sigma Theta, I won't say is the only way, but it is for me. Why? Because a Delta is a servant leader. So I want to thank you guys just for being here today, for your time. Oh my goodness, for your time. Time is the one thing, as I always say, that will be returned. I can't give you this hour and a half back, but I thank you guys because I know what your plates consist of on a daily basis. But for taking the time out to do the Lord's work, this wasn't about me. You answered the call. And in the word, it says, here I am, send me. Who shall I send? Send me. And he sent you on tonight to do his will and his purpose. So happy Founders Day, Soros. Please, anything I can do, you all are now a part of the servant leader family. So if there's anything I can do, all you have to do is reach out. And before you ladies go, if you could drop your information for me, I would love to stay connected. We thank you guys for listening. And on behalf of all of my sororers, <laughs> bye guys.